You're listening to the Poised-ish podcast, where audacity meets duality. Created for the millennial trying to balance who they are in and out of the workplace. I'm your host, Kavana McEnough, and I give you permission to thrive in your 9 to 5 and live life from 5 to 9. Let's get into it. Well, hello there, beautiful people. I am back with another podcast episode for our Back to Basics series, and I'm super excited about this particular topic. I might get a little preachy with this topic because it's just something that I'm super passionate about, but if I do, just just indulge me. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the secret sauce to my career trajectory. Um, Lots of people have asked me or looked to me for advice on career movements and transitions and how I've managed to do it with mine in what people consider a short amount of time. And there's really three things that I kind of focus on or three things that are a part of my formula, so to speak, my secret sauce when it comes to my career movements. And I'm going to share all three of them with you today. And the third one actually comes from an Instagram post that I made a couple of days ago. And y'all were definitely here for that post. Like, It is probably the most liked, most um, shared, most saved post that I have ever posted. I'm super excited about that, but really just like, wow, I don't even know how to replicate that. And then I decided to record this podcast episode and ensure that I embedded some of that content in here because again, y'all were here for it. So to get started, the very first piece of my secret sauce formula when it comes to my career trajectory is first and foremost, I serve. I've always been one of those people that was quick to lend a helping hand to coworkers, to my bosses, to different departments, doesn't matter, any department on any any project. I've always been known as the dependable employee. If you call me, you know I'm going to show up. If you ask for my help, you know I'm going to be there. But if you're ever in need of something, you don't even have to worry about me being one of those people that's going to say, mm, nope, not really, not really doing that or don't really care to, to be a volunteer. And that's really helped me in, in my career. My first job ever I worked in retail. I was 17 years old when I got my first retail job. And I was the only brand representative that was working tons of hours, getting all of this overtime. And I was in a part-time position. But 
whenever someone called off, I would fill in. I would stay to work that shift even though I just completed my four or five hour shift. When I transferred locations, I would still come back um, to my original location and help out on the weekends, especially during their busy seasons. And the reality is, while it was super beneficial for the company, it was also super beneficial for me. I made full-time money as a part-time employee because of all of the overtime that that I worked. And with being that employee that was super dependable, always willing to lend a helping hand and serve, I learned so many things. I made so many connections with our reoccurring customers. Like I knew the moms that came into our stores, what their daughters needed, what they were shopping for, all of those things. And that led to me being promoted a year later. And everybody, there there have been people who, who were there for years, who had worked in part-time roles as brand representatives for years and had yet to be promoted to lead. And here I came in and one year later, I'm now the lead over a building that I transferred to or a location that I transferred to. And so that's one example of just how being dependable and serving um, really worked in my favor. Um, Another example, when I worked in the hotels, I helped out in just about every department. And that really led to me building relationships with the entire hotel. I worked in a hotel with about 250 employees and I knew all of their names. I knew all of their positions and again, led to amazing overtime. There was one point where I was working in the hotel. I was hired to be a concierge and There was a time where I was the front desk agent, I was the telephone operator, I was a bartender. Mind y'all, I don't even have a bartender license. I was out here serving alcohol, not having a clue what I was doing. I'm pretty sure all the people that I served alcohol to was like super lit because proportions, serving, like I didn't know any of that. And I think the only job that I might not have done was like security and engineering. I was even um, housekeeping at one point. I just one day just helped the housekeeping department because they were short staff and we were sold out and they just needed as many hands as they could to, to flip the rooms. But doing all of that and lending those helping hands and just really being there in what people consider their moments of crises really helped me enter my desired career field, which was human resources. My very first job in human resources was a part-time HR coordinator at a hotel for a competitor. And all of those people that I worked with in um, my previous hotel management vouched for me, wrote letters of recommendations for me, um, was really like, this is somebody you want on your team because you know that she's going to be there. You know that she's going to fill in whenever you have a gap and you don't have to worry about her complaining about it. The reason why I feel like some of us are not where we want to be or we're kind of stuck in the spaces that we're in right now is because 
we are too focused on what is our job and what is not our job. In this sort of like season of, yes, be paid your value. Yes, there's more money out there for you. Go get that more money. While all of that is great, it's also had a negative impact on the way that I believe younger people think about doing work that falls out of their job description, quote unquote, or their scope of work. There's so many of us that have this mindset that that's not my job, I'm not doing it. Or that's above my pay grade, I'm not doing it. You know, I was hired to be a coordinator. No, I'm not flipping rooms. I'm not cleaning a, a hotel bathroom. Like, no, like that's not my job. I don't get paid to do that. You know, like, and those are some of the things that become hindrances for us where we become our own stopping block. Um, because... We're so focused on this box right here is my job. And that's why for the next 10 years, you're going to be in that box. That is your job, right? Like, I, I really do think some of us have to get out of that mindset. Serving, being a person that is constantly serving has helped me build relationships and work more efficiently. I ask for something. There are lots of people that are willing to help me out just because they know that I've helped them out. I've always had the mindset of contribute first and ask later. Before I come and ask you for a raise, I'm going to contribute value first. Before I come and ask you for a favor, I'm going to contribute something of value to your life first. So again, too many of us are just out here with our hands out wanting to benefit from, you know, what's around us, but we're not willing to to serve. Give and it will come back to you. If, as long as you are that person that is constantly giving, you will be amazed at how many things you don't even have to ask for that will just come to you. Because of me being that server to my team, to my boss, to my company, where whatever it is, I didn't have to go out and seek a promotion. It came to me literally one day sitting at my desk and the vice president tapped me on my shoulder and said, I am opening up an employee relations specialist role and I really want you to apply for it. Those are the things that you want to happen in your career. That's how your career continues to progress, in my opinion. That is just one of the things um, that that has helped me constantly serving and giving to people and not feeling as though I'm too good for free labor or I'm I'm too good to do that job. No job is is beneath me and I'm always willing to lend a helping hand as opposed to just having my hand open for somebody to dump something that I need in my hands. And that also leads me to my second point, the second thing that I feel as though has really helped with my career trajectory, even more than the first one, is I am that person that is constantly seeking opportunities. And what kind of led me to, to this part of today's episode is a couple of months ago I can't even remember when it was but a couple of months ago I remember listening to 
a podcast episode from um, One Church LA and Tori Roberts was preaching a sermon on harvest. And he talks about if you want everything, if you want to reap everything that God has for you, you have to consistently live in a season of harvest. And I believe there were like five pieces to it. I think it was like a harvest mind, harvest heart, harvest maybe hands was in there. I don't remember. But the one that I vividly remember because it resonated with me the most was you have to have harvest eyes. And that is something that I feel like I've always had and that has always worked in my favor and that I have the vision and the foresight to see something beyond face value, beyond what is just presented to me. And that's why I'm so good at finding opportunities as opposed to just sitting around and waiting for opportunities to come to me. Like I said before, I'm the person that's constantly volunteering for projects. There are some people who, again, will look at that and say, I'm not going to be on that project team because that's outside of my scope of work. Versus me, I see that as an opportunity to build relationships with a different department and people that I don't work with. I see that as an opportunity to add more allies to to my personal board of directors. Um, I see that as an opportunity to learn from people and learn another part of the business that I may not have access to. Business acumen is something that will take you so much further than your particular expertise or your skill set. If you don't know how to apply whatever your expertise is to that industry or that business, then it, it won't really work out for you. That's not where you, all of a sudden, you're no longer a value add because that's great that you are, you know, this bomb engineer or whatever. But if you don't really understand how that aligns to healthcare, then I probably don't really need you at my company, right? So I've always had that, that opportunity to see, again, something past face value and always being the person that wherever I may see a gap, working towards filling that gap. Some of us feel like that's outside of my scope of work. I'm not doing that. I remember when I worked at a, a previous employer, I came upon a box of undone i9s and i mean like loads of copies of people's passports social security cards driver's license all sorts of things and when i went and did the audit i realized that we had over 600 and something people who had never been verified to work for our company and if you know anything about work authorization and employment law that is illegal. You have three days from when a person starts at your company to verify that they are authorized to work in the United States. And if they do not, if they do not verify within those three days, then you have to terminate them. And when I saw that, I could have done two things. I could have left it alone and said, the person before me didn't do it, it's not my problem. 
it is what it is, move on. Or I could have said, the person before me is who didn't, didn't do it and it was their responsibility. But this is my job now and it fell in, in, my, in my realm. So I'm just going to find a way to get it done, to get all 600 of these I-9s done. Of course, I went with the latter option. It was a gap, it needed to be done, and I did it. I saved the company over $55,000 by completing all of those I-9s. Six months later, when I went to go ask for a raise, best believe that was number one on my list of reasons why you need to give me this raise because that is my value add. I saw the opportunity to save the company money. I saw the opportunity to use that as a resume builder. I saw the opportunity to use that as value add and for why I needed that raise. That was a huge part of my argument. Whenever you are that person that is pitching ideas or proposals for different processes or process improvements or just something the company could do differently, could do better, how they can save money, all of those things are value adds that can not only be used in your argument for raises and promotions, but also serve as resume builders for when you're trying to dip on out. When you're trying to tip on about a company, you need achievements on your resume for the value add that you brought to the organization that you're currently at. But the reason why, again, some of us are stuck where we are, another reason is because we wait for opportunities, we wait for things to come to us as opposed to going out, seeking opportunities and seeing things more than what is just presented to us, seeing it past face value. If you are constantly living in a season of lack and you're so focused on the things that you don't have, all you will see around you is lack. It's all about your mindset. When I go out, I don't see lack. I see opportunity. There are some people, somebody right now that probably works at a company that does not have one minority or one black woman sitting in the C-suite and living in that season of lack, all they will see is that they will never make it to the C-suite because there has there isn't a black woman there. So that's not an opportunity that's available to them. Versus me, I see that there is not one black woman in the C-suite of a company. And my thought is, okay, I could be the first. That's an opportunity for me to fill a gap. That's an opportunity for, for me to take hold of something that hasn't been done before. That's an opportunity for me to make history for this company. That's an opportunity for me to use that as a big H achievement on my resume. We have to stop waiting for companies to, you know, provide us with opportunities and go out and look for them ourselves. Seek and you shall find. Stop waiting for your job to pay you more money. Go find a job that will. Stop paying for people to discover your business. Get up, go out and tell people about it. Stop waiting for this job 
that you've been interviewing with to to call you back. And the building is around the corner from your apartment complex. Show up to the building. What's up? I interviewed somebody got answers for me. Stop waiting for your company to provide you with resources for your professional development. Find them yourself. Go look up the different seminars that's out there and pay for them and go. Go buy a book that interests you, that has a topic of interest for you. Read it and learn about it. Google it. Watch YouTube videos about whatever the topic is that you want to develop in. There are so many resources out there that are available to us, but we can't take hold of them because, again, when we look around, all we see is lack. All we see is the things that we, we don't have versus seeing them as an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to build relationships an opportunity to start something that hasn't been there before seek opportunities and stop waiting for them to come to you and that is absolutely something that will take your career from where it is now to a solid two three steps ahead that leads me to my instagram post which is number three on the list and that's about loyalty i am only loyal to my calling my mission, my purpose. I am not loyal to any company. So I don't have a problem leaving a company that no longer serves me, even if I've only been there for six months or a year. I don't have a problem leaving a company that doesn't want to promote me to go find a job that will. I don't mind leaving a company that doesn't want to pay me my value for a company that I interviewed for and got a 33% salary increase. That doesn't bother me. I ain't loyal to no company. And I really believe that nobody should be. Because like I said in my Instagram post, business is business and it should not be taken personal. When there is a company that is out here reorganizing, restructuring, laying people off, they don't care about how long you've been with them. What they care about is the elevation and innovation of their company. And if you don't fall in that realm, if you don't have the skill sets that they need to continue growing their company or to continue innovating and elevating their company, what they care about is the skill set needed to take their company from point A to point B. Another thing that will really help your career trajectory and that has worked in my favor as well is consistent movement. Once something no longer serves me, being solely loyal to my mission, my calling, and my purpose. If I'm someplace that no longer serves that and no longer fosters that and I feel like I have maximized everything that I needed from that company, it's time to tip on out. And nine times out of ten, when you tip on out, you tip on out to a bigger role, a bigger company with a bigger paycheck. I really don't think that loyalty to a company is the answer it's really loyalty to to you in a in a past podcast episode I talked about the reason why I left my last employer and the number one reason was because I had made the decision to not let grass grow under my feet Mm -mm. once grass started growing that means I got too comfortable and I was there too long I am adamant about not letting grass grow beneath my feet at any company. Comfortability is not for me. 
being stuck in a box is not for me. Becoming stagnant is not for me. I want to constantly live in a season of harvest, in a season of growth, in a season of progression. And that means that I have to be uncomfortable. That means I have to do things that I haven't done before. That means I have to experience new roles, new industries, new companies, and new lifestyles with a new paycheck, okay? So I am going to leave you guys with a quote that I recently came across from Elaine Welteroff's book, More Than Enough, Claiming Space for Who You Are No Matter What They Say. And I'm really enjoying this book, by the way. But I felt like this particular quote was super fitting for today's topic and especially the last piece around loyalty that I just talked about. In her book, she says, when your dreams are bigger than the places you find yourself in, sometimes you need to seek out your own reminders that there is more. And there is always more waiting for you on the other side of fear. Until next time.